When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and the excitement continues with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings has given all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just $1 on any football game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet at least $1 on any football game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Look at that. And we're back in the box. We got our boys... Aaron and Radham from What Makes Sense, episode 132 on the Hockey Podcast Network. Boys, what is going on? Thank you for joining me on this Labor Day. Hell yeah, what's going on? Yeah. How, how's the weather? Are you guys still getting washed out in New York? Nah, actually, today was a pretty beautiful day. It's like a nice nice fall day, so I was excited by it. Dude, yeah. Um, we live about, funny enough, as close as like, we consider it our area, but like we live like 45 minutes away from each other. So like, um, the weather could be at any point like different. Um, but funny enough, while we're on the weather, quick tangent. Uh, I was sitting in fucking pouring rain yesterday. I'm oh, sorry. I'm not sure if we could swear on this, but have at it. <laughs> All right. I was Fuck sitting yeah. in just pissing rain yesterday. Um, soaked for like three hours because good I old hartford go see dead and co in hartford and i was like this is miserable so thank god we got a really nice day for labor day i had the day off so um yeah just chilling man having a great day how's it on long island so not on long island anymore i'm actually in charlotte north carolina so it's oh, wow. still hot as heck and yeah. <laughs> i'm waiting for it to to cool down a little bit it, it might be a couple of months until that yeah. happens yeah so I know that you guys say your home base is Poughkeepsie, but you guys are kind of s- spread out between the 
that's mm-hmm. like the Hudson Valley region, right? That's what you guys consider it. Yeah, we're all collectively actually surprisingly in the same county, but it's like a pretty. We're all in Dutchess County, which is where Poughkeepsie is. Uh, I think probably the closest to where we actually are in Poughkeepsie is Eddie, who lives in like Hyde Park, and then uh, Aaron and Avery are pretty close to each other in Rhinebag, Red Hook, and then um, I live in a small town called Amenia, which nobody ever knows exists. It sounds like a blood disease. It feels like a blood disease. Um, <laughs> The closest, uh, the closest town that I say that people don't know is is Dover. So Dover is where like this like Onion Town Trailer Park is. So that's how people like figure out where I'm at. They're like, "Do you know about that place? People get in trouble up there." And I was like, "Yeah, but I don't go there, so I don't know that much about that place." Touche. Yeah. Uh, so you know, being from Long Island, Poughkeepsie's not too far. Obviously. A lot of my friends went to Marist and, yep. <laughs> you know, I also had some friends that went to the CIA, the Culinary mm-hmm. Institute of America. Yeah. So kind of familiar with the area, but really why I'm familiar with the area is because of your historic venue that you guys have. And you guys are laughing, but, you know, the chance is a known venue yeah. that a lot of national tours stop at. And, I, you know, I, I made the trek up there from long island to go to see it was the receiving and the sirens gatsby's american dream and the rocket summer but the rocket summer didn't play that show he like bryce got sick the night before or something like that and didn't play but it, it's a, a beautiful venue like <laughs> obviously it's not it, obviously it's not a beautiful venue because no venue that we go to is beautiful yeah. but it, it's it's it reminded me of my local venue on long island which was the downtown which RIP doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, unfortunately that's kind of the trend that a lot of these independent venues don't last as long. They get bought out and they become some corporate chain restaurant or something, but it's good to hear that the chance is still kicking and, and survived COVID in the pandemic. It's definitely something that I think all of us in the area could say that we take for granted that we have, the chance and like it's legendary roots. I mean, you can go look up on uh, Fallon when he's talking to Sting. Like Sting's talking about playing the chance in the snowstorm for three people. You know, like they're he's saying how like awesome it was for the first time coming over to play this little venue in Poughkeepsie, New York. And um, like you said, you know, a lot of these venues don't last anymore. And unfortunately, Frank, who owned the uh, chance, he passed away a couple weeks ago. And uh, you know, we're just we want to support it. We want it to stick around. And he was doing a great job at keeping this legendary venue going. And, uh, you know, we're hoping, hoping it sticks around now that he's unfortunately passed. Yeah. And like for the area, we, we don't have any really other true music venues. They're all bars. It's, you know, that's, that's all it is. And, and we're not a cover band. So they don't like yeah. us. And I, I guess that's also the price you have to pay. You know, these days is like, you have to have a functioning business and, you know, something that drives revenue. So a bar is going to always drive revenue. It's just, you know, is, is live music going to, um, for you. So it seems that it's always kind of secondary in the area. And not to say we don't have a, re- a music scene around here, but it's, it's tough to put things together when you only have really one sort of hub venue. But, um, I have to say, you know, whatever you hear about the chance to like you know some people hate it some people like it it's it's a music venue at the end of the day that's what it is but uh they were always kind to my bands in high school we they gave us chances that no other you know venue would if we'd say we were in 
a bigger city in like Albany or, you know, in even like New York City or Long Island, I don't know if we would have gotten those chances because at the time we didn't have any social media. We didn't have anything recorded. We were just playing live shows as like kids in high school. We didn't have any money to do that shit. So um, they would always, you know, be interested in booking us uh, there. At, they have um, the Loft is another venue. It's yep. their second venue above it. Um, which has a lot of your more DIY bands, and then they have the actual chance. So um, very cool spot, and, you know, made a lot of memories there as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I guess, you know, with having that central hub venue, you know, that we just discussed, you know, bands start to establish their sound and establish themselves and I I know that, you know, We Are the In Crowd is kind of like Newberg, but that's very close to Poughkeepsie. And then you a have... Lot, they did a lot at the Chance in the Loft. I know, like, I think Against the Current, which is uh, Mike from We Are the In Crowd, I think his brother is the drummer. I know, like, they'll rent out, like, the Loft for rehearsals before tour. Yeah, but... so, so, you know, I guess you would expect to hear of more bands from Poughkeepsie since that, you know, that they do have a well-established venue, but other than like we are the in crowd and I I guess like Goot. Do you guys what? even know who Goot is? Alex no, Goot. I do Alex remember Goot. Goot. <laughs> yeah, he's he got huge off of YouTube. Yeah, and uh, like other than those bands, There's I can't a... really think of Poughkeepsie. Oh, right. I, I got guess, you. Like, I got Coheed. you. Coheed's not too far, right? Coheed. They're like Nyack. Kinda, yeah, uh, kind of between. Oh shit, Poughkeepsie area. So like we call it like, Poughkeepsie area because like the way it is up here, like. You either live in Poughkeepsie or you live around Poughkeepsie, but you're always like everyone's in Poughkeepsie. Like you, like that's the hub. Like you know, it's not there. A lot of the towns around it, they don't have like a city, so everyone goes to Poughkeepsie. And so that area brought us great bands like Autopilot Off out of Newbury, oh, yeah, uh, Matchbook Romance. Oh, they were they I were can't from. I forgot about Matchbook Romance. Just Surrender grew up. They all lived about five minutes from my house. Just Surrender. Uh, and then Aaron, I heard him say it with the punches, they were all local Poughkeepsie boys. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's another one I'm missing. Oh shit. Uh, It'll come to me. I'll Man, click. But you're, you, you, you're, you just name dropped some, well, some like you said, like Goop especially, like he was around here. Yeah. I, I feel like it's might've been a little yeah. while. Like just surrender hasn't been around for mm-hmm. a long time. Autopilot off hasn't been around since early two thousands. So yeah, definitely yeah. had its heyday. Like, you know, early 2010s. So, um, no high school think, kids are know, starting bands anymore. You know, it's part of the problem. Yeah. It's, it's weird. So, you know, hoping that, you know, we're, we're it's, we're not taking it like a, as our sole, like, you know, mission statement, but you know, we, we do want to grow the scene around here. We want to get bands that want to come here and play, uh, because eventually it, it's a great spot. If you're, bet- if you're traveling between, long island and albany or new york city and albany or even like if you're going tri-state from like you know anywhere in pennsylvania to connecticut um or anywhere in the new england so like it's it just needs to be i think a little bit better advertised and there need to be just better shows put together that people want to be on um so that's what we have too like we have i've been around the poughkeepsie scene now for a long time like we do have like a good up-and-coming scene you know it bands you know, obviously we're here, like we're trying as hard as we can, but there's bands like Cold Hands, Lockjaw, Sound of Smirk, Alliteration, uh, New Vision. Like there's a lot of like good local bands that are doing it and getting together, but it's hard to get a scene going when, or I shouldn't say going, like 
steady and current and like get other bands that kind of come through and you have to try and beg them into the area, which kind of sucks anymore because like you said, like what has Poughkeepsie brought in the last 10 years, you know, <laughs> not hating on them. They not, I, 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 I'm just being, I love Poughkeepsie and I love, I love, you know, I'll always say we're, you know, we're, I have no shame in that, but I'm just saying like, like you said, like the last real band was like with the punches and they haven't really been like, they've done some reunions, but they haven't really been a factor around for the last 10 years. So if any bands are listening, come to Poughkeepsie. We'll, Let's do we'll it. play a show with you. We have we have connections more than you know. So <laughs> Yeah, so let, let's get into I'll give you a beer and a whiskey. We've, yeah. we've talked about the city of Poughkeepsie for about 10 minutes, but <laughs> yeah. actually... Let, Good let's, God, that's too much time. <laughs> too much time on Poughkeepsie. <laughs> I got robbed in that city. <laughs> but let's talk about what makes sense and, and coming up in that area. So you guys have been kicking it since, what, 2018, 2019? 20 well yeah 2019 we was when we came out but like avery and i when we it started it was just me and avery a guitar player we we started working on that first ep between like 2017 and 2018 um and then we came out in 2019 hooked up with eddie and aaron and our our sound and our library has been growing ever since okay so so i guess take me through that when you guys were forming you know your sound and you know, what we know as what makes sense now in, in, you know, 2019. When Avery and I started, we just broke up another band. We were in, in the area called one for the Braves. Um, and we were just kind of, we didn't want to stop. We want to keep going. So we kind of took like some ideas we had from that. And we're like, Hey, let's like rework him, like do this. And so we had a few friends, our friend, Georgie Coob and our uh, good friend, Carl killer. They came like, and, and helped us out. And we put together uh, fear and loathing the Northeast our first EP we put out. And then from there we put out the first single spooky and we really liked the sound of spooky, like off that EP, like it's, it's definitely the standout track. It's definitely our favorite track. So we kind of like, we're pushing like that sound and like we were thinking more of where to go. And then we brought in Eddie and then we found Aaron and they also brought in their ideas and we came out with a uh, groundhog day, uh, Carrie Grant, and then obviously not rear window. And it's, you can definitely hear that, we're playing super well as a union unit. We're all bringing everything together and uh, we're definitely defining a sound that I think we're all really proud of. And rear window is the first look really into that. Yeah. And I, I think to add to that point, it's constantly adapting it. Not like we're, you know, we're, we're kind of off brand or anything. I think, I think we've now kind of figured out what our, our sort of musical brand wants to be, but um, you know, finding new ways to interpret that and, and uh you know speak to it musically i think i think is is what we've been working on recently especially like with the whole setback with the pandemic um now we're able to actually kind of meet in a larger practice space and you know social distance and all that stuff and um it, it hadn't affected us all pretty much last year so um that was you know we were very grateful for it but uh you know once we got back i think we were sort of firing on all cylinders and then that was what gave us the chance to kind of um you know, begin recording what was our most recent studio session. And it, it sounds a lot different and you'll hear that in rear window too. It sounds a lot different, I think, than some of the other stuff we've previously put out. So, so you mentioned those three singles, you know, rear window, Carrie Grant and groundhog day. Did you guys record them all at once, like over the pandemic or are those three different studio sessions? <laughs> So Groundhog Day and Cary Grant were done at the same time in 2020, literally the week the pandemic started. Like we were in Rhode Island with our producer, Chris, 
and like we were trying to figure out if we were gonna get stuck there or be able to come on back. We were able to uh we were able to come back, so we were good. But yeah. but uh we felt like fugitives. We were like yeah, we were like we're, they might shut down the borders of New York State and we're like We felt like real what rebels. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Punk rock, right? And uh <laughs> so we did those two and then we went back uh January of twenty twenty one and we did rear window along with uh maybe maybe some other ditties. Okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> I mean, you didn't hear shit. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> so, um I guess I- I'm not familiar. Who Chris who in Rhode Island? Chris Piquet is uh he's who we use. He used to be in uh that band Trophy Wise, which is now Make Out. Okay. Um yeah. we linked up with him. Uh Avery and Maya's old band one for the Braves played with Trophy Wise a few times. We met Chris that way. And then a mutual friend of ours, Julianne LaFace, uh from a band at the time lighted up. Uh he's like, You guys need to go to Chris. He's gonna like reinvigorate you guys, like really help you guys figure it out. So we were still in one for the Braves at the time. We're like, Yeah, all right, we'll think about it. So when we got out of one for the Braves, we linked up with Chris and we started doing the first EP and we loved him and he's he's been working with us ever since. And as uh his studio is no boundary studio. Okay. I'll I'll have to look into that yeah. more. You know, it, it seems like a lot of the bands that we've talked to have recorded like in the Toronto area or the really? Orlando area. Yeah, like um Sam Guarini or Guarini. I think yeah, that's his, his I, last name. I, I don't know how say his last name, but I've, I've definitely heard of him. I know he's done like I feel like he did like young culture and stuff too, right? Recently or Dude, something. He's done like everything, like Baron, yeah. like Pacific, you name it. Like all that's the pop crazy. punk in, in the yeah. Toronto area, he's done. No, we go to Newport because we're we're bougie. <laughs> Newport, we go to North Kingstown, Rhode Island. It's Very... close to Newport. It's the opposite of bougie, but it's close to Newport. You can never be <laughs> you can never be too far from Newport if you're in Rhode Island. <laughs> I I don't know if I've ever actually been to Rhode Island. Maybe I've driven through it, but I, I can't say that I've spent a good amount of time there. It's what's the name? It's not the Bay State. That's Massachusetts. Uh, no, the ocean traffic state. state. I don't know. <laughs> it's the Ocean State. The Ocean State. The Ocean, the ocean state, state. Really? I'm pretty sure it's the Ocean State. It seems a little bold for a. a We're going to Sierra. state what? that's three Wait. quarters landlocked. <laughs> We're going to Google, Rhode Island, Nick. Ocean name. State. Maybe that's where Ocean State job lot started. <laughs> All right, it's, it's got a few nicknames. It's got Little Roadie. The okay. ocean, the ocean state, and there's one more, the plantation state. Oh God, I'm sure they really? don't want to. I don't think that. they like that one. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they don't like that one. <laughs> I think that's why they picked the ocean state. They're like, we need to change yeah, that. Well, isn't there like the plantation highway or something like that? I think it's. I don't know. I, I think we're spending too much time thinking about Rhode Island right now. <laughs> what this is this? Is the, a geography, geography podcast? Epi- yeah, yeah. Geography episode. <laughs> Listen, I just gave you all some great trivia answers. Yeah. You better use them, and if you win, I'll give you my Venmo. Lil Rhodey. <laughs> that's my that's my new rap name. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess um, let's let's talk some more music and not Rhode Island. Um, <laughs> so you know you you got these three singles that you put out fairly recently. Um, I, you know, with new music comes shows and, and hitting the road. So what, what, what plans do you guys have for the rest of 21 or, and maybe into 22? So we are working on a, uh, uh, run with our friends in real talk for some time in October. Um, 
we're trying to figure out two more dates on that, and then we'll announce it and everything. But one of those dates, I can say, is going to be at the Loft in Poughkeepsie, which is upstairs at the Chance, which I'm very excited for that. One's going to be us, Real Talk. That's a nice burp in the middle of that. Uh, us, Real Talk, <laughs> Goalkeeper, uh, New Vision, and this really awesome band we met back in August called The Mile Run. And um, we're pretty excited for that. And then we're talking about we're talking with a few other bands. Oh, man, this beer's getting to me. <laughs> then we're talking to a few other bands. Uh, about, we have a couple more days in October, which we're flushing out with this band, Mighty Tortuga. And then um, we're doing uh, we're doing something, and we're working together, working to put something together with uh, another band from Connecticut in November, and figuring out uh, maybe if we're gonna release an EP or not. Dude, it's a fun ass time coming up. We're gonna have so much fun. Um... Yeah, we're we're super excited for October. I hope everything goes well. Everybody Don't shut us down. Get fucking vaccinated, right? <laughs> like that's that's the only way we're gonna get shows back. Like I, I don't even I don't even give a shit anymore. I'll just say it. <laughs> no. I feel, yeah. I feel like I feel like moshing in a mask would be a hazard because you might, you know, not be able to breathe Dude, and pass I've, out. I've been to three shows recently in a mask. Like I'm fully vaccinated and you had to show your card at this door and everything like that, but I'm like, I'm still gonna wear it. That's just I don't know, me being a germaphobe and like, dude, it's miserable being at a show, but I'm like, look, I'm happy. I'm enjoying it. But yeah, I could not imagine moshing in a mask. That must be just like the worst. Nope. Well, good thing I'm old as hell and I'm my, those days are way, way <laughs> yeah, past my me anyway. Take that. Come on. Man. No, seriously. Just like standing at a show makes me sore oh, for three days later. I'm like, the older yeah. I get, the more I understand sleepy eyes and bony knees. <laughs> yeah. Now you guys did just have um, a small run with twenty something, right? How were those yeah. shows? Those guys are class acts. If any band in the Northeast is looking to play with another band and you know wants to make it out to like Western New York, hit up those guys. They are the nicest dudes. Um, and you know it's tough to say. Like we've been, su- I feel like we've been super privileged with the bands we've done weekenders with before. And, um, you know, these guys are right along that, uh, so much fun. We're super hospitable. You know, they, they had no trouble. Uh, we, we had with the first venue we booked in Rochester, um, they were like, we may not be ready for this show yet. And all that. We were excited too. It was a bowling alley. Bowling alley. Yeah. But (laughs) they weren't ready. So, um, immediate, like a day after they ended up finding another show, like they're very hardworking guys. They'll put in the work. If you guys want to ever show swap with, you know, if you're definitely a cool scene up there too. And they also just have great tunes. I've been listening to them like on repeat every day ever since. So, um, that was fun. So we did Rochester, Oneonta, which is like mid-state. I know it's not as well known, but there is the college up there. Oh, yeah. And then we did um, a DIY sort of outdoor venue. New Paltz. New Paltz, New York, which... Um, Fuck the police coming yeah, straight from the underground. The cops got called at, I think, like, I don't know, what would you say, 6 p.m.? Maybe? It was like 6 p.m. on a Saturday. Like It was still sunny out. They're like, turn it down. I'm like, we're next to a college. You're going to tell us to turn yeah. it down? Midway through 20-something set, and we were headlining that. So we were right after them. Uh, so the cop goes, and he goes, you know, if I get another call, like, I'll have to come back and kind of shut it down. So, like, if you guys can be more quiet. What are we going to do, be more quiet? We have a live drum set. Like, how the hell are we going to do that? <laughs> uh, so... They 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 played their last song quietly, which was sort of funny to see because like those dudes aren't <laughs> quiet. Um, 
and we said fuck it and went full ham handed over to us <laughs> and we said all right guys we know the cops are going to get called on us like that's just the reality here no matter how quiet we play so let's just play it full volume see how many songs we get to until like we'll give it 20 minutes get let the cops go back to the station then play our songs at full volume and then maybe give or take maybe like 15 minutes where we can ha- play these songs so we got through like four songs we marathon that's uh, pretty quick yeah last one funny enough was rear window and so we ended the cops came and we were about we had about 30 seconds left of the song we're like what are they going to do rest us so we finished the song <laughs> so what was their deal like they it, there's just like strict, I, I guess they like have like a neighbor. neighbor yeah they have a neighbor uh, who's like doesn't like them and so they call the cops yeah. and i was just like you think you would have thought about this before you put on a show outdoors pointed directly at their house like yeah, yeah. so i was like hey but you know we made it work punk rock it was fun man i mean we had like you know it's cool we never played an outdoor show like that so we had like friends and family show up and uh my little sister actually just started going to college there in new paul so like she got to be the the cool girl showing her friends to like a concert you know nice so that, that was fun it was a good time but yeah we went rochester oneonta and uh new paltz and with 20 something I, I, there's no other band i would have you know done that with they were awesome yeah and i'm sure it feels good to you know kind of dust off the rust and, and get back oh, out there yeah. and yeah yeah oh that felt great it's, it's definitely a moment that the fir- like the moment we got on the stage in Rochester where we started and like the first song kicked in we started playing and just to see people reacting it was almost it was it was almost like it was definitely emotional let's just put it that way because it's the first show we played since March 1st of 2020 and you don't realize how much you miss something like that until you're doing it again and it's like really reaffirming to do it and then have the reaction that we were getting of people just like they didn't know who we were you know yeah, we were just a a band from Poughkeepsie that came up. And they heard our new single, maybe or twenty something, and told them about us. And you know, they were into it, and they were getting, they were dancing, they were jumping, they were waving with me. And I was, it was just really an awesome moment. Yeah, and what was great was uh, the three singles we released in twenty twenty one. Those have never been heard live before since it was January, I think uh, March, and then um, August. So. Yeah, it, it felt really good. And, like, some people knew the lyrics, which is, like, holy shit. Like, you know, all right, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> people are listening to us despite, you know, us not being able to play regular shows. So it was a good feeling, man. Yeah, well, you know, when you have a, a single getting love from New Noise, uh, that, that tends yeah. to happen, right? That felt yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> that did feel good. <laughs> love that. Love Shout that. Out New York. Yeah, I love New Noise. I just got to put in a good word for them, man. Yeah, they've been super supportive. I mean... I think like we've reached out both times, uh, you know, to have that organized. But like this time, it was like very quick. They were like, "Yeah, definitely, we'll put you up." They're awesome too, because awesome. there was a uh, there were some un- unfortunate issues with our the release that we were going through. I'm not gonna say with who and uh, uh, new noise kind of pulled through. And like even after the song had been released and everything, and we're like, "Yeah, no, we'll help you out. We'll do something." And I was very grateful for that. Yeah, and you know, un- unfortunately, you know, with bands you know, that are DIY, you do rely on some of that press because that's, that's kind of the name mm-hmm. of the game these days. You, you know, you got to try to get on those playlists and it, it reaching out to how many playlists reaching out to how many editorials and, and, you know, cause it, it, it's not even like, I don't even know if AP still is like printed. Do you guys even know if AP, I think they might be, yeah, is it, it is. still printed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, like the other thing too is like my mom. My mom was a publicist, so she does like work with like Dodgers and everything. And one of the things she always said is like, you can only yell so loud until people, and then like people will still not hear you, but you can only yell so loud. So like sometimes you need that help. You need these outlets. You need like the new noises, the APs. You need them to like, kind of take take an interest in like these smaller bands because that's how they're going to grow. Like you want to get on their radar. Yeah, absolutely. And and we we've. Uh become friends with a lot of bands who are in similar situations and they they grind harder than some of these bands that have already made it and it's just you know oh, like yeah. you said it, it's because they just buy they you know you they pay for a publicist or their you know manager works with the publicist and like you know that's it that's it but you know for us it's like well you know we don't make that kind of return yet on music so i think it's also and i've said this before i think it's also super important to learn how to do it yourself because I know a lot of musicians who, you know, might come in, like maybe you're, let's say, mid-20s. You got a, like a stable job, so you can probably afford moving some money towards that to promote your, your band or, you know, whatever musical project you have. But if you don't learn how to do it yourself, you're not going to learn, um, you know, how you sort of want to be framed in that. And you're going to rely on somebody else to interpret your, your image for you when, you know, maybe you can if you can work on that and find out like what, what works best, you know, what resonates with people the most on your own, then you can work with somebody who can help deliver that message a little bit farther than you might be able to with your limited bandwidth. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. So um, I, I guess we can come back to a little more music in a moment. I, I'm just so curious and I just want to jump the gun on how, two guys from the Hudson Valley like the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Buffalo <laughs> Sabres like you know that area is typically like Rangers country yeah, yeah. Or, or or you know maybe Devils uh, definitely not Islanders like definitely yeah. not the Islanders I, I, it's safe to say it's like 99% Rangers yeah so I all but, my Rangers but, friends yell at me at the same time, it, because I lived in Albany for four years. Okay. When I was in Albany, you know, obviously MSG is the network that carries the Rangers, mm -hmm. the, the Sabres, the Islanders, and the Devils. So there were a good amount of times where even though I'm, I'm in New York State, I want to watch the New York Islanders. I couldn't because oh, there'd yeah. be a New Jersey Devils game on. Mm -hmm. And it's like... I'm not even in New Jersey. Why am I not able to watch the New York Islanders and getting it blacked out for a New Jersey team? And it was also one of those things where I, I was technically still in the Islanders market. So even if I wanted to buy the hockey package, you're blacked out. I'm blacked it. out. Yep. yep. So you guys probably have to deal with that all the time. And definitely you, Aaron, trying to watch Sabres games, trying to to, to even get them. Yeah, I'd I'd say you know fuck the government and illegally stream it. <laughs> Hopefully, ESPN since ESPN got the package will make it easier. That yeah, is true. But I I have um considered looking at like those NHL packages. I mean, I do have uh or at least you know where I'm at right now uh with my parents where I've been this past year since the pandemic hit. Um, I've actually been able to watch MSG because they have it and they have MSG. I guess it's uh, with the whatever package it's MSG regular and then MSG B. So sometimes there's a chance that the Sabres are going to be on, but you know, it's not always, you got to remember too. It's like, and I forget about this all the time, but you know, during hockey season, sometimes there's 
you know, football or other things that they're covering on MSG. So like that just sort of like minimizes the pool of what you're able to watch. And of course, nobody wants to watch the Sabres, especially up here. So like, why the hell would they stream it or why the hell would they broadcast it? Um, so yeah, it's been like a weird struggle, but then I'm like, wait, if I try to go get the package, will I be blacked out? And that's a weird thing because there's a chance I might not be because for example, um, my dad's kind of, I mean, we're Patriots fans, which is, is weird too, but, um, not as weird as me. My dad's like a, he's also kind of like a part-time bills fan. So he wants to watch them, but we never get the games because that's all Western New York. It's like treated as its like own thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, like what? Do, what do I do? Do I do I try it? <laughs> Will they give me my money back if it doesn't work? Like, Probably not. So I just illegally stream it. You know, I do. Uh, <laughs> I, man, I got to talk about football. Now I got to tell you too. So I'm a di- also a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. So Jesus Christ, yeah. So, <laughs> but that's another story for another time. We're talking Good hockey. Lord <laughs> Almighty. So, uh, how I got into the Lightning was um, when I was, like, first getting into hockey. I didn't really pay attention to any teams. And uh, my friend had this Tampa Bay Lightning hat, which I still have. I was trying to see if it was hanging near me. but was not. I had to find it. But uh, I stole it from him. So, when I started watching, uh, the Rangers were not, not looking good. So, they were kind of boring. I was like, eh, all right. So, I had that hat. So, I started watching the Lightning. And they were fucking amazing. And I was like, this team's awesome. They're so fun to watch. They were doing good. And I was like, all right, I got like super into it. And that's how I became a Lightning fan. Um, how I typically, uh, typically get the games, uh, I have the app on my phone. And I will, some, most of the time, I just listen to them. So I have, you can listen to like the radio mm-hmm. broadcast. So I'll, I'll listen to them. And then if they're, I can usually through like the MSNBC apps or whatever when they were doing it. If the, if the, if the Rangers weren't playing, they would typically put up, whatever game is the most enticing and because the lightning are typically doing so good. They're one of the games that will get picked up for like the stream. So I can pick them up through there. And, uh, other than that, I do it mostly like Aaron said, illegally. <laughs> it's so funny though, that like, uh, you know, Radham's in a better situation to watch a lightning Horrible. game than you are to watch a Sabres game, a team that plays in the same state that you live. Yeah. And, they, and they're like, New York oh, looks wild. to forget Buffalo exists. I yeah. feel like, like, especially when it comes to sports, like what's that Buffalo? No, nah, they're not here. <laughs> Buffalo. I, I feel like they're just missing on a, missing out on a massive chunk of revenue because like people aren't able to like subscribe to their service. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I, I went to school in uh, central New York uh, at SUNY Cortland. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah. And, I was there from 2005 to 2009 when the Sabres were like winning the president's trophy and like killing yeah. it. it was, that and, was a weird time, man. That was what I, I first started. Well, I like got into them, I think my eighth grade. So like 2008 or 2007, probably actually seventh grade. And I was like, okay, like they're actually doing decent. I was like, I heard bad things about these guys, but like, they're all right now. You know, they were actually like, you know, almost playoff worthy. And um, then since I've been watching them, they have not been playoff worthy. <laughs> Aaron's it, a curse. Yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to blame it. There's probably no, another person we could blame for that. But yeah, like, so did you get a chance to see the games up there? Was it like broadcast? 
It was. So in, in Cortland, Cortland, I guess, is considered like the Buffalo market. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we would get all Sabres games. Um, and all, all my friends who now don't all of a sudden follow hockey were like the biggest obnoxious Sabres fans. And yeah. <laughs> it just so happened to be that my junior year, the Islanders and the Sabres played each other in the first round of the playoffs. And man, that was so brutal with all these front runner Sabres fans. And <laughs> God, You're like you, you, I know that there. feeling. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I know like the Islanders, man, whenever we, with two years now has come down to the lightning in the Islanders yeah. and all of my Islanders friends are like, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not going to do it. You're going to do the same thing you did last year. You get it to like game six, game seven, and you're going to choke. And it did it twice. Yeah, we we don't like to talk about that, Radham. So way, way to bring that back. <laughs> Are you up. an Islanders fan? Am I'm I a, a die- right? I'm a diehard Islander fan. Oh man. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, to to <laughs> to go out first of all two years in a row to you guys, but the last one to go out on a shorthanded goal like that's what determined the series just kills me. If it makes you kills feel me. better, he's not even on our team anymore. We traded him to the he, he got picked up by the Kraken. So well. I guess let's talk about that because now you guys, you know, obviously are in that like elite caliber conversation of teams that have won consecutive Stanley Cups and obviously trying to go for that third Stanley Cup, it it would put you next level. Like you're talking like the Oilers and the Islanders kind of, and obviously, you know, those like Canadians teams and teams from like the 40s when there was only yeah. <laughs> when there was yeah. only like six that was a lot that easier i could yeah. have done that back then <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i think i think definitely like you know we traded away a good portion of our fourth line for sure which i think you and i were talking about this like before before the podcast and everything that fourth lines are like will win championships and I, th- I i think we proved that now two years in a row like our fourth line like really has like stepped up in the playoffs and uh, we traded away a good like portion of that. Like we lost uh, Gudra went to the uh, Rangers, and then uh, Yanni Gord got picked up by the Kraken, and I think Tyler Johnson on the Blackhawks now. But like we did pick up some decent talent. Like we got Corey Perry, so I, I find that hilarious because we beat him twice now in the Stanley Cup Finals, and now he's with us. So I think that's great, and uh, I think we still have some good talent. I think we can definitely do it again. Um, we just need to watch. Obviously, the cap. You know, like we're paying, oh, we're paying pretty I, high I right now. I definitely don't so. want to talk about that either. Yeah. Like, oh, well. all of a sudden, playoffs start. Everyone's healthy. Yeah, let's get everyone back that was out. Kucherov, it's probably it's, it's probably a good thing I didn't wear my Kucherov jersey tonight, huh? <laughs> yeah. That that's that's playing the system. But you in know the what? words of, in the words of Kucherov, number one bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it's so funny because, you know, we're talking Kucherov and we're, we're talking all of these like fourth line players that were really what put you guys, you know, over the edge against the Islanders. But Steven Stamkos was like a ghost, man. Like, I, I, I really don't know what it is when it comes to the playoffs with him. He just was he injured? No, he, he was, was. He was. He playing. wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, he yeah. played all the playoffs. I think Stamkos problem. Once you start hitting him and getting in his head, game over. Like, you got him. When he's, like, you know, when he gets out, like, he needs to get out, get, like, that early goal, get get it going, like, his way, and then you'll get the Stamkos everybody loves. But, like, if you get in Stamkos' head, it's game over for Stamkos. Yeah, I, I, I guess so, man, because imagine having him going 
you know, full force and, and putting up numbers that you're used to, no one be able to touch touch the Tampa Bay Lightning in a play. Well, if you watch like the Canadians when we were playing the Canadians, like that, uh, a good few of the games, like they were just piss, beating the piss out of us into the boards. Like they were getting us up into the boards, and it, it's like you couldn't, we couldn't take the hits. Stamkos, especially, like he was just like, no, I'm not doing this. Like they shut Cooch down. Uh, Braden Point was like spent more time sliding on the ice than actually skating on it. Like they knew how to get us. Like you hit us hard, it's a good way to get to us. Yeah. So, Aaron, do you do you want to even talk about what's going on in Buffalo right now? Or you uh, got post traumatic stress from this past off season? I just got stress, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, Eichel's fucking changing uh, agents, and yeah, it's not looking good. I mean, look. I don't blame the guy for leaving if he wants to, you know, once his contract's up. like. But I, I feel really like, know. you know, there's no real excuse for him wanting out. Like, the the Sabres did bring in talent. It just didn't pan out. Like, yeah. they brought in Kyle Poso. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he had injuries. Then they brought in Jeff Skinner, who had, like, one of his best years <laughs> and then did absolutely nothing when he came to Buffalo. And, and then, you know, Sam Reinhardt's amazing. And then you guys traded him away this offseason. So, like, there were a core group of guys that could have gotten it done. It just it didn't play out the way that the Sabres wanted it to. And that's a good point, too, is, like, I, I feel like we haven't really had our, you know, core four in a way. Um, because we had, you know, like, back when I first started watching, we had guys like, uh, you know, Thomas Vanek. Who are like carried things? Ah, oh, shit. Pominville. Blake Pominville. Yes, Pominville traded him away. Um, you know those guys were like stuff of legend for Buffalo, and like their names are forever, you know, written down. I guess in in the scrolls of of Buffalo history. But, um, yeah, and you know, uh, uh, Ryan Miller, guys like that. You know, we 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 just haven't had any sort of whether it be just good with the guys not meshing at all but like it doesn't seem like uh there's no real standout stars besides like you know you could talk about your Eichels, Reinhardt's and Skinner's but like it just hasn't worked together so i'm interested to see like what happens uh, you know what was funny was uh we did have one like okay year i think it was or at least you know how the Sabre season goes. You get about half the way through the season. Everything's looking a little bit optimistic, and then the bottom falls out. But It's like the Mets. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, no. I mean, hopefully it's not that bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest like promise to uh, breaking the promise, I feel like, with them. But um, that's another story for another time. But, uh, yeah, I actually talked to Jordan from Every Time I Die because he's, uh, you know, they're a Buffalo band, so, of course, they're big Buffalo Sabres fans. So, I talked to him one time at a concert in New York City because uh, I had my, my Sabres jersey on, and, and I was like, you know, what do you think? Like, expert opinion. What do you think of the season? He's like, I think they're going to have, you know, uh, they're, like, they're going to win, you know, some X percent, you know, amount more games or something. And he was pretty damn close. Like, it was good. And this was when um, kind of all of those guys that we had gotten years before had had taken time and you know developed a little bit so we had our uh you know Rasmus Dahlin started you know picking up and um Tyler Myers started picking up a little bit we ended up trading him away but um you know it was like all kind of happy and good for a little bit and then 
I think we're going to see that sort of ebb and flow for a little bit more, but I'm interested to see what the season's going to be like because I think it's going to be very different from last year. Whether that be good or bad, I just don't know. Have you had an opportunity to catch a game in Buffalo? Yeah. Oh, there's nothing like it. It's so Even when they're fun. bad, it, it's still an awesome atmosphere, which is crazy. I've been lucky enough to go and see them. I think maybe two out of the four times that I've been there. I mean, I've seen them in other places too, but yeah, I've been to like, I think, yeah, the what's it, the Harbor Center. Um, it's changed a few times since I've been It was gone. like Key Bank at one point. Key like Bank, yeah. Key Bank I was Arena. there when it was the Key Bank era. Um, and so I haven't been there back in a while, honestly, but yeah. Oh man, there's nothing like it. And that was during when like Pominville, Van Eck were all in town. Um, and people lose their minds when so they score a goal because it's not very often. So, uh, I got, to, I got a chance to see them. I think one of my favorite games that I went to was, uh, Sabres and wild. And that was a really good fucking game. Yeah. I, I would recommend, even if you're not a hockey fan, to go to a Buffalo game because it's not that expensive and go see a game. It's awesome. And usually the stands are pretty full. I went to a Bruins Rangers game and that was one of like, you ever want to see a stadium like going nuts, go to a Bruins Rangers game in Boston. Holy shit. (laughs) Like that's like, if you, even if you don't like hockey, like that stadium will keep you going. Yeah. I haven't caught a game in Boston yet. That's, that's on my, on my bucket list but you know now being in north carolina it's not so easy to get yeah. to <laughs> get yeah. to, to boston now i'm I've... checking off like the florida games and my brother is like diehard like celtics bruins patriots and uh so for christmas i bought him tickets to a bruins rangers game nice yeah and, and i i totally forgot about that because in poughkeepsie you do also have like the ball bo- and and like same for albany you also have people that are boston fans it's like surprising though too because like (laughs) like i feel like for albany too like i feel like more people would be lightning fans in albany because you had the syracuse crunch which is their farm team which is like right Mm -hmm. there so i feel like there'd be more new york lightning fans because of something like that but that that's uh, that's recent though and syracuse has changed affiliates so many times the crunch i got i've seen a i've seen a syracuse crunch in uh rochester amherst game those are fun too Dude, there was this new um, Netflix documentary about the Danbury Thrashers or Trashers yes, or whatever. Yes, that's not far from here either. My girlfriend lives like right there. Yeah, and John Morasty, who was like one of the bruisers Nasty on... Morasty. Nasty Morasty. Yeah. yeah, he was on that team, like the Danbury team that they, they're talking about in that documentary. So, yeah. Well, we were talking yeah, about... Uh, dude, they... Fun, fun city. We were talking about Yanni Gord. Like, he got onto the Lightning through the Crunch. Like, he was playing for the Crunch for a long time before he went to the Lightning. Yeah, Tyler Johnson, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the, the Syracuse Crunch won the championship or at least were in the championship with all those guys. And yeah. And, you know, the next year, all of them are playing on the Lightning. Yeah. So, and then another Stanley Cup champs. Yeah. Touche. So, um, I guess let's let's – just make some quick predictions where where do we think the sabers are going aaron this year do you think it's <laughs> it's an improvement or you think uh, that it's a bust dude you know what i i think they've they've cycled around a lot of people this year i was actually because i was like i was genuinely curious i haven't i'm not a big uh off-season guy i don't for any sport that i follow i don't really like 
check up on it. I think maybe the NFL's like the most accessible Fuck. for that. Don't even get me started on the NFL offseason. Packers gave me a damn near fucking heart attack. But yeah, like I don't I'm not a big offseason guy, so I was like, let me check the roster today. And I was like, there there's some new faces on here and um I know we changed around goalies and all that, which, you know, is part important part of the game. So um I I have a good feeling. I'm going with the optimistic end of this, and I think we're gonna do better this year. I don't see playoffs for sure because I don't want to get my hopes up like that, but I am feeling a lot better because, you know, or I feel like earlier last season they were on a tear. They were doing pretty well, I think, and then, um, again, just like they hit a slide for a very, very long time. So I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. <laughs> okay. And what about you, Radham? You think you guys got a three-peat in, in the works? I definitely think we do. I think our uh oh, no, please, God no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no one other God, than Lightning no. fans want that. But <laughs> no. I mean, I, I think we definitely do. Uh I think we have pretty much most of our talent. I think uh I think Cooper is an amazing coach. I think he definitely knows how to bring out the best in people. Um and wait, I, I just I'm sorry to interrupt you because they they just had Cooper on spit and chicklets and his story Great of podcast. how he's of how he became an NHL coach is ridiculous. Like he was like a lawyer and then just yeah. like was coaching basically like peewee hockey and rose the ranks from there. Yeah. It, it's, and I, I think that, I think, I think it's why he's such a good coach. Cause he played, he's, he's got like, I'm here. I know what I'm going to do. Like he's just, and he's not really a hockey guy. He played lacrosse in college. Yeah. So it, I think it's working for us though. Clearly. So I'm with a Cooper all the way, but, uh, <laughs> I think I think we we'll definitely I think we definitely have a good shot at three P. I think that uh, really the only two teams I can really see coming at us again are going to be as always the Islanders and I think the Panthers definitely could come get us because that series was insane too. So it depends, but I think uh, I think I think if we get the Islanders again, we can make it through. And I think like you know even with the talent we lost in our fourth line, I think we built we get we got some good names in the draft. I think I think we got some good names. Uh, in free agency, like I definitely liked the Corey Perry signing. I think you know he's older, but I definitely think he's got got some good games left in him. So I think I think we definitely go for that three P. All right, I love I love the these predictions that at the end of the day mean nothing. <laughs> totally because, <like>. outlandish. <laughs> right um, now, I'm on the Packers winning that Super Bowl before we lose no, Rodgers. Yeah, there's no empirical <laughs> data backing this. We are nope. just. Saying whatever the hell we want. Saying whatever we want. <laughs> I said I'm so board of DraftKings. I know everything. I'm lying. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Insider trading. DraftKings promo code THPN. Oh, taking my job, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we we forget put to do a, that all the time. Put another dollar in Mike's pocket. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're we're trying to do something special next summer down in Orlando. Wink, wink. So. Yeah, we've been trying to get Rolling Rock to sponsor our podcast forever, but they don't respond to my messages. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tougher than you think. It's a weird network. I've emailed them. Yeah, we should go for like a more realistic one. I think. <laughs> all right, all right, Bud Light. <laughs> oh God, yeah, they'll sponsor anything. Oh Red yeah, Bull. buddy, yeah, Red cool. Bull. We could do Red Bull probably. <laughs> Dude, I wish we did Red Bull. Like, meet yeah. some of my favorite skiers. Be like, yeah, we're we do extreme sports. I guess. <laughs> That's why I have a bad hip as extreme sports, all right? They owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, guys, 
I really do appreciate you coming on and I'm going to try to play rear, uh, rear window on our way out. So is there anything you want to tell our listeners about the video, about the song before we, uh, we wrap this up? Um, definitely check out the actual movie where the namesake comes from. Cause I think it's, uh, I think it's a great movie as someone who loves old movies. I didn't even uh, know that was a movie. So yeah, it's uh, in on that. Oh, this is great. So it gets to go where I want it to go. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so Rear Window is a Alfred Hitchcock movie that stars uh, James Stewart and Grace Kelly. And uh, when during the pandemic, I watched it for the first time. Loved it. Loved the message that I was kind of sending of don't let life pass you by. And also your neighbor might be a murderer, which is where the video, <laughs> which is what the video kind of is. So, uh, I decided to kind of write a song from the point of view of Grace Kelly looking in at James Stewart of your life's passing by. You're so focused on everybody else that you're letting yours go. So when you listen to Rear Window, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope that you understand the message of it's your life. It's your time. Don't let it pass you by. And um, real quick, I think this this is this is special because this is the first podcast we've announced this on. Or I think first uh, way in which we've announced it is there is a man this is going to sound weird so get ready mikey this is <laughs> there is a man in the music video wearing jorts in a crop top and a swim cap one sun, frame and sunglasses but you can barely see him you, you can't to, even see it you have to try to find him he's it's been in the here music the entire video. time we just fit one frame of our friend travis in there and it's the funniest thing to me so uh everybody listening do your best to find it and let us know if you do. If you do find it, send us a snapshot of it, of you finding it, and we will send us your info and we'll send you some free some free swag. Yeah, first person to do it, we'll send you a t-shirt. Yeah. Dude, this is like, where's Waldo 2021? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> where's, gonna... Yeah, find Travis. Hashtag find Travis. <laughs> the answer's in the podcast, too. I made sure of it. Or it also could just be a really awesome marketing scheme by you guys to just get plays going Watch because it, people yeah. are just gonna rewatch the video trying oh, to find this guy. Mikey, and just not he doesn't exist. Dude, <laughs> I wish we were that smart. <laughs> like I said, the answer's in the podcast. All right. Well, dudes, I really do appreciate it. Definitely go check out what makes sense. We're gonna add them to our playlist. We're uh super excited to play rear window i keep wanting to say rear view me window i don't know why i want to keep saying that (laughs) that's what our uh the guy who produced the music or who uh produced the video uh called it when he sent it to us and we're like let's just make sure the title on it's like right and he's like oh no it's it's in there yeah i i just messed it up (laughs) (laughs) so yep definitely uh we'll, we'll get you guys on our playlist um best of luck hitting the road and the rest of 21 22 hopefully we got an ep or maybe no EP, who knows? Um, I don't we, know. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was great talking some music and hockey with you guys. And yeah. uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch. And all the best, guys. Yeah, thank you, Mikey. Really thank you so much for having us. us. All right. And now here's what makes sense. Rear window. Hope you guys enjoy. Hashtag find Travis. Find Travis. 2021 <laughs> find Travis. Tell me, do you sleep at night? It doesn't look like it.